Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight with Chanel Shaw, your host. Today, we are being joined by Femme Catholic. We are so excited to be able to talk about how to have hard conversations, what Femme Catholic is, and how you can be more involved and support their mission. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I was excited to chat with you. Yes. Oh my gosh. No problem. And I am loving everything that y'all are doing. Congratulations on the OSB win. Congratulations on y'all's future. I'm like so excited for everything that y'all are going to be, but I know that I know a lot about you, but can you share with our listeners a little bit about your mission, you personally, and kind of like how you were inspired to start Femme Catholic? Sure. So Femme Catholic started as a project of the 2016 Given Forum. A bunch of nuns, uh, the Council <laughs> of Major Women Superior Religious, put on this conference for women where you had to discern your unique gift, I guess, to offer back to the church and the world. And I, long story short, have always had a passion for women, a heart for women, a heart for our faith. And this, I'm realizing, kind of strange love of nuance and trying to figure out the middle ground in conversations and and having good conversations with people. So I discerned to start Femme Catholic as a blog. Uh, Originally, I was just writing for it. And then we brought on contributors and then we had a conference and have just kind of continued to grow our brand. That is amazing. And also for our listeners, if you can hear little beautiful, little beautiful baby noises in the back, that is Samantha's little baby, Catherine. Yeah, Catherine yes. Edith. Yes. Named after some strong women in the church. I love that. Yeah, I was like, what a powerful, <laughs> what a powerful She's going to do big things. Combo. <laughs> yes, but thank you so much for being with us, Sam. We're excited to talk to you a little bit more. So you decided to start Femme Catholic as a blog. And now you guys are shooting off with lots of content. So you have your blog, you have your reflections on Instagram, you have your contributors. Like what? else do you plan on doing with your platform? I mean, I know that's probably a pretty loaded question, but what do you guys have planned? No, that's a great question. So we're trying to create content for so many millennial Catholic women who are Catholic and you know their faith is important to them, but they also sort of live in the quote real world mm. and are just grappling with the issues of the world. So a lot of the Catholic media and content that's out there sometimes is a little bit insular and is, is just speaking to people that are in that Catholic bubble. Mm-hmm. And we're really trying to equip women with the tools, both intellectually and then sort of conversationally. How do we talk about these things from a Catholic perspective that are going on in the world? Mm-hmm. In particular, women's issues and issues that affect women, but sort of in general, the things that are going on in the world too. So we do that a couple of different ways. We actually just started a weekly newsletter called The Insight that comes out on Fridays. Kind of like the Catholic version of The Skim, if you're familiar with that that. newsletter. So it's very short. It's a little shorter than The Skim because I never make it through their newsletter all the way. (laughs) (laughs) We're busy. We're busy women. We got a lot going on. So it's just like a very quick take on something that happened in the news that week. And then a couple things that we're reading or watching or following some secular that sort of have Catholic values or, or a take that we find interesting and important. And then other cool Catholic women or people doing different things. 
And then we also have our regular blog, shorter daily posts. We take submissions. So always want to highlight that because we we really want to be a platform for women to add their voices and to hear from a diversity of perspectives because Catholicism is a really diverse faith. You know, the body of Christ is big and wide. And I just love hearing and learning from different women who, you know, like the abortion debates have been kind of back in the news lately with the Texas law mm-hmm. and looking back over some of our old content, you know, we had had a couple different people write pieces just from different perspectives. Like we have somebody who surveyed a bunch of women about, you know, what did they need when they had an abortion in the past? We had somebody who works in healthcare talk about how her healthcare degree changed the way that she thought about abortion. We have another woman who's a doula who talked about just from the medical perspective, things that sort of common folk like me may not understand about the laws with regards to abortion and late-term abortion in particular. So like women just have so much expertise to share. Mm. And through our our blog posts, we're able to be a platform for that. And then we also have video talks as well. My goodness. I love that for you. Way to go. That's awesome. And that is so much, you know. And I love that y'all are so encouraging about having conversations that otherwise, you know, people don't really want to have individually, right? It's kind of hard to have a fully fleshed out conversation about something like, you know, the abortion rights, maybe the new laws that are happening because a lot of us don't really know much about laws and um, that kind of governmental structure. Um, But we do know what the church teaches about abortion. But I think for us to obviously have a sound conversation, it's awesome that you have perspectives on what women need that are post-abortive or how women that are experiencing, you know, having to facilitate those in the field, like what kind of impact that had on them. So that's amazing that y'all can do that. I'm curious, what kind of encouragement did you have to create a platform that fosters such challenging conversations? Because a lot of people would want to stray away from those kind of topics because they're hard and you feel like, I don't know if I'm going to be equipped. I don't know if it's going to come off well. And it's a kind of, it's a scary thing. So how were you inspired to foster that kind of dialogue? I think my inspiration really comes from St. Edith Stein. She's somebody that I just have a really personal relationship with, or I'm just really personally inspired by. Uh, In college, I was really asking a lot of hard questions myself about like, what does it mean to be a woman? Mm. And are women really that different than men? And and what does it mean to be a Catholic woman? And finding her essays on women really helped me navigate that question for myself. Mm. And Edith and, and myself, I think both have a real heart for truth. So like things can get so political these days and sort of polarizing. And I have a lot of friends who will say, you know, I'm not left or right, or I'm not a conservative or liberal, I'm Catholic. And that's really the tone that we're trying, trying to strike too, is, you know, truth above all things. And Edith Stein has a great quote. So JP2 added on to the end of this, this is JP2 quoting Edith Stein. I love that. But it goes, do not accept truth without love or love without truth, because one without the other is a destructive lie. Oof. Yeah, that just, that's in her, uh, when JP2 is giving Edith Stein's canonization 
sort of homily or speech. He was quoting her and talking about her life. But I think that that has just been a real mantra for us is holding love and truth together because you really need both Mm. uh, when you're having these really tough conversations. And they are tricky. Human life is messy. Mm. You know, especially women's issues like abortion is the perfect example. It's messy. Mm. You know, no woman that I know has gotten an abortion because she just, you know, like she's going to pick up coffee. Like these are really big, heavy topics that are multifaceted and layered and there's truth in them. And there's also the compassion and the truth of people's experiences and what's driving people to make decisions the way that they are in any given moment. So it's tricky work. I don't know if there's a perfect formula to it, but we're really trying to just always look at situations and ask both of those questions. You know, what is the truth of what's going on here? And also what is the loving, compassionate response where you're really seeing the people involved and sort of imagining yourself sitting down with somebody like who's experienced the topic. So, you know, when you're talking about abortion or even, you know, when you're talking about racism, or immigration, or these things, I think you have to sit down and think about how would I talk about this if I was looking at somebody in the face who has experienced these things or is experiencing these things today. Mm. And we also want to talk about the facts, obviously, and the experience, because the experiences people are having, there's a kind of truth in that too. Mm. That's an interesting point. And I love that. I love when people say, to everyone's story, there is a part of it that is true, you know, and what part that is, we don't know, but everyone's story is individual and, you know, is lived truthful experience, if not just as a lived experience. And I think it is important that we reflect on the lived experiences of people because it really helps us to dive deep into what the church communicates to us. And, you know, real awesome people like JP2 and Edith Stein, St. Edith Stein. So just so amazing that you're able to pull from that. One thing that I wanted to ask you is, tell us a little bit about your name and why you chose Femme Catholic and kind of what you're hoping to, like what your hopes were when you chose a name. We all know that names are very important. So what were your hopes when you kind of started that? That's a great question. The name actually came to me first when I was discerning this action plan to go to Given. I felt like I was really being called to something that had to do with women, that had to do with faith, obviously. And this name, Femme Catholic, just it came to me. And I think for me, what it meant was holding that both and of women's experiences together with the truth of our faith. Because I think sometimes Catholic teachings, get thrown out or just recited like the rules that they are of like, okay, no abortion, no birth control, no women priests, no, like Mm -hmm. just like this checklist. And we're not always exploring the nuance of what that means for women's lives. And again, Femme Catholics totally devoted to church teaching and reconciling women's experiences with church teaching. But I, I think the pastoral side of all these church teachings includes needing to actually look at, okay, so if we're not going to, you know, if we've said birth control is not good for relationships, what does that mean for women? What does that mean for women navigating relationships where her partner may not understand 
that, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't take chances here if I don't want to get pregnant or that we need to monitor this and that there's other ways to be intimate besides physical or, you know, obviously those are things that NFP really helps draw out in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And those are really important conversations to have, but women are kind of on the front line sometimes in navigating those situations Mm. and navigating abortion, navigating, how can I offer my gifts to a church where there are a lot of women who just feel like they might not be as essential Mm. in leadership because of the way, like, I think that clericalism sometimes can be strong. And there's this attitude that priests are sort of, priests are obviously very important, but the teachings of our church are that it's man and woman together that reflect the image of God. And I think sometimes women feel like a bonus Mm. rather than an essential part of the conversation. And so, yeah, my hope with the name was really just to call out, we need to, uh, have a place to talk about both women's experiences, the experience of femininity mm. and the church and church teaching. I love that. That is amazing. And I, I love checking out your, you know, your posts and your Instagram and your website. And I'm really excited to see what the future of y'all holds, you know, especially following this huge OSV win for y'all and just to see what y'all create and how y'all can serve the church. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yes. Where can we find a little bit more about your mission and what y'all are up to? Uh, so femcatholic.com is our website. You can sign up for the newsletter there and then we'll just come find you every Friday in your inbox. But you can find, sign up for the newsletter there and then find all of our posts and videos recordings from our past. We had an in-person conference back in 2019 and recorded all the talks at that. And then we've had two virtual summits since then. It's amazing. Everybody's Catholic women. And again, just the diversity and incredible Mm -hmm. expertise that Catholic women have to share. You can find all of that on femcatholic.com. I love that. And at the end of all of our episodes, we ask each guest what their hope for the week is. Something you're hopeful for, you're looking forward to. If you need a second, I can go first. Otherwise, if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling? You go first. Okay. So something I'm hopeful for um, is I just have been spending a lot of time with my mom now that I'm back home. And we have both made a resolve to go to the gym. And so I am hopeful that I wake up and go. (laughs) Very just asking God to pull me out of the depths there. Hopeful that I just wake up and go. And it's just great to spend some extra time with my mom. So I'm hopeful that that will, you know, like I can live a reformed life of wholeness, you know, stop eating so much ice cream and, uh, you know, have a little bit more balance, go to the gym a little. So I'm hopeful for that. How about you? Oh, that's awesome. I can definitely appreciate that. (laughs) Um, I love my ice cream too. Oh, same. I'm hopeful for, so we moved during the pandemic. We moved from my husband's job and knew that was coming. Didn't know COVID was coming. So I think it's just been challenging to make friends, but slowly, Mm. slowly, we finally started to kind of break through that awkward introduction barrier. Oh, (laughs) I love that. Start, you know, getting together with people. So I'm really hopeful that we're starting to make some friends here in our new town. I love that. I love that. And I very much despise making friends. So I'll say a special prayer. Um, <laughs> people listening are like, what? No, I love friends. I just don't like the process. So <laughs> yeah, I get exactly how that is. But so yeah, I'll be saying a special prayer for y'all. But thank you so much again, Sam, for being with us. And we're so excited. We'll put more information on Fem Catholic 
and y'all can read some articles on some really tough topics that y'all have addressed that are excellent. So um, we're so grateful to have y'all here and thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys for listening and thank you to Samantha from Femme Catholic for being our guest today. Y'all can check out more about what Femme Catholic is up to on their website, femcatholic.com. And I hope you guys feel encouraged to really look into having those hard conversations because we can be equipped to have them and there are resources out there. So we're so grateful for y'all for listening this week. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys next week. In the meantime, God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.